emotions, all of those things, well, living skillfully in every condition that we find ourselves in. That's really what wisdom is. And God wants to give us wisdom. In fact, James says, if anybody lacks it, ask, and God wants to help us with this. So we're in the series that, that's kind of talking about that. So the first week we kind of said a Proverbs is a short statement that takes place of many words or a short sentence that has a long experience attached to it. Uh, it's kind of the idea of what a proverb is. Uh, we said that knowledge is knowing the right thing to do, but wisdom is actually doing it. And the thing I said that we have, the biggest challenge I have every Sunday morning as, as a pastor is I, I give you guys great information. It's really helpful. Uh, the challenge is how to turn that information into action, into something that you actually do with it. And so our challenge always is we, we, we attach a challenge, say this week, do this with this thing that you just learned. And here's the, th- here's the truth. If you don't do something within, within the first day, you most likely won't ever do anything with it. Uh, because you have to use what you learn or you lose it. Use it or you lose it. Um, so last Sunday, if you didn't do anything with it, you probably lost it. You probably don't even remember what we talked about. But if you actually begin to do something with it, it'll, it'll last longer. So we're, we're really saying how can we do this. Every week we kind of just be giving some different maybe sayings or wise sayings from Proverbs. Um, not Well, from Proverbs, yes, but from also Proverbs from today that we hear maybe growing up. And here's the thing with these Proverbs. These aren't from the Bible. These are just sayings that we've kind of come up with and, and, and say. And sometimes they're wise, but sometimes even in our human wisdom and our own human Proverbs, they contradict sometimes, which we'll see in a second. Uh, but here's one. One of the guys in our church, Dave Barry, one of the pastors, he, he says this a lot. Slippery people don't belong on slippery slopes. All right? You get the idea? If you struggle with something, don't go near that thing that you struggle with because as soon as you get on it, you're going to be going down, right? So if you're slippery in that area, don't get on the slippery slope. You're going to find yourself on the floor. All right. Um, uh, Dave Barry uh, said, also said this. Well, another Dave Barry. He says, never under any circumstance take a sleeping pill and a laxative on the same night. Now that is wisdom, people. All right. We can go home now. All right. I think we covered it all. That's not Dave Barry here. Another, I thought that was funny because it was Dave Barry, and I was like, "Hey, I'm doing Dave Barry." Quite all these another quote from this guy. All right. When opportunity, here's another one. When, I thought this was a great one. When opportunity knocks, don't sit there complaining about the noise. All right. We're always looking for opportunities to come, and they come. It's like inconvenient because a lot of times they come at inconvenient times. You're like, oh, I don't want to do that. All right. So don't complain about the noise when opportunity knocks. I thought that was good. Forrest Gump. This is a wise guy. He says this: Life is like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. All right. Except he said a little different, a little southern, southern draw there. Um, here, I'd add to this, though. No, no, go back to that one. So um, life's like a box of chocolate. You don't know what you're going to get unless it says Snickers on the box. Then I'm pretty sure you know what you're going to get. All right? So we can look at what the choices we make, and sometimes they're very obvious. Like, I know what's in this box because it says Snickers. All right, which will make sense in the message because the choices we make lead somewhere. Um, contradiction to Forrest Gump's point is this. Life is not like a box of chocolate. It's more like a jar of jalapenos. What you do today might burn your butt tomorrow. I thought that was very appropriate for Santa Fe. Green chili. Yeah. All right. You guys all get the picture. All right. Healthy people do healthy things. Another one we say a lot here, healthy people do healthy things. Uh, if you want to know why somebody's healthy, uh, it's because they're doing healthy things. Healthy relationships, they're doing something that's healthy, that's helping it keep healthy. Uh, we said the reverse of that is stupid people do stupid things. That's why they're stupid, because they're choosing to do stupid things. So we want to focus on the health and help people be healthy at our church. So we hope that you will become healthy in all areas of your life. So today is part four of our series, Proverbs and Popcorn. We're going to talk about path, really the, the path principle or the principle of the path. And we're going to talk about how, how that affects um, our life. So I, I got a phone call a while back from this guy. Him and his wife were wanting to go to Hawaii, and they're planning to go to Hawaii. 
and um, uh, told me about their trip, how, how excited they were to go, and it's going to be awesome, you know, paradise and all this good stuff, and they were just so happy to go. And so I get a call a couple days later and says, hey, oh, we need help. We're lost. And I said, where, where are you at? He says, I don't know, some South Dakota. or It's cold up here. Now, we thought it was going to be warm in Hawaii. And I said, well, we know, well, what do you mean you're lost? He said, yeah, well, we didn't make it to our destination. I said, well, why not? And he began leading me down the, the, the path. You know, well, we got in our car. We're going to go to the airport. And somebody called. We got distracted. And we went this place. And then somebody said, we should go here and take a bus. It'll be cheaper. And before we know it, we're kind of in this other place. It's called South Dakota. You know much about this place, and I don't, um, but I said, it's not Hawaii, that's for sure. Um, and uh, I had to kind of try to figure out, you know, well, what's the next step to help you get there? Um, I get these calls every single week from people, every single week. I just realized people are really bad at directions. And here's the truth. They weren't really going to Hawaii. They were really trying to have a really great marriage, and that was a destination. And they found themselves in a place that was a really horrible marriage and a horrible destination. And they were saying, please help us. We're lost. We didn't make it to where we were hoping to get to. We were at a different place. And throughout the week, I got calls from people saying, well, my plans were to get over there, but I find myself over here. Can you please help? And our heart is a church to help. That's why we have Sunday mornings. We want to help people get on the right path, figure this out. Well, here's, here's the principle all right, that we want to teach you today that's going to help avoid that. So if your destination is Hawaii, you should go, you should, we want to help you get there. For example, if you wanted to go to Denver today, all right, you drive down to Rio, so you get on I-25. Well, if you take a right on I- I- I-25 South, how many of you guys know you will not get to Denver? Anybody with me? All right? You're on the wrong road. It's not going to get you there. That, that S makes a big difference from the N, all right? If you didn't know that, N is going towards Denver. South is going to Las Cruces. If you keep driving, you'll find yourself at Las Cruces to realize I'm on the wrong road. Well, here's the principle of the path, all right? Direction determines destination. The direction you're on, the road you're on, the direction you're going is going to determine where you're going to end up. So if your intention is to go to Denver, but you get on I-25 South, you will never get to Denver. You'll find yourself in Albuquerque or some other place, and you'll never get to where you really wanted to go. You could say all day, but I really intended, I really hope to get there. Man, we planned to get there. We, we packed the car to get there. We, everything, it was our plan to get there. And no matter your intention or your desire, if you're not going in that direction, you will never get there. Because intentions... Don't determine destination. Direction does. Direction trumps intention every time. You, you can, you can want to have a, 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 a strong physical body, but if you don't get on the path of, of physical exercise, you won't be able to do it. If you don't cut things and, and get on the right path, because the only way to end up in the right destination is to choose the right road. Right? You with me? The only place to end, in the, end up in the right destination is to choose the right road, to get on the right flight, to pick the right highway, whatever it is, wherever you're going. You've got to get on that path, and you stay on that path, even when there's distractions. And sometimes that path, you have to take detours. You have to make different changes to get to the right destination. It takes time. You have to keep moving forward. So we're going to read in Proverbs. Today, out of Proverbs 22, there's, a, there's a, a, a proverb, a wise saying from Solomon that compares us and really says that, that, that we can do one of two people when it comes to destination and direction. This is what it says in Proverbs 22.3. It also repeats in 27.12. So in a few days, five days, you'll read again and you'll realize, hey, it's saying it again. I wonder if I'm the prudent or the simple. This is what he says. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. The prudent, they see the lion on the road and they hide and they get out of the road because they don't want to get hurt. The simple ignores and keeps going and eventually suffers for it. Whether it's death or attack or whatever it is, they keep going. So there's two parts to this verse. All right? The prudent, they see danger and they take refuge. 
We, the first week we, t- we told you what a prudent person is. A prudent person is another word for wisdom, but it's an aspect of wisdom that helps you understand the, the, the reason behind all of the choices that we make. So it's kind of like the, 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 um, the undercurrents. It's the, it's the things behind the things. It's, 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 it's the details that we think through. It's a prudent person it sees the reason, the why behind the what. That makes sense? So you're saying a prudent person sees where it's leading and they take refuge. This is why a prudent person is wise, because a prudent man or woman understands that all of life is connected. A prudent person understands if I keep on this path, eventually I'm going to get to that place that's not good, and I'm going to have to, it's going to cause a lot of pain. So I'm going to take refuge, I'm going to get out of the way, I'm going to change my direction and go a different way. A wise person understands that his choices will lead to some kind of outcome. The path he's on, the destination, the, the, the direction he's on will eventually get him to a destination, good or bad. And the prudent person looks down and says, that's not good. It's connected. My choice now is going to lead to something good or bad. So either stay on or get off the path. The second part of this says, but the simple keep going and they suffer for it. The simple person is a naive person. They just don't know. They just don't know. They're not aware. Well, the simple or naive person, they live as though life is disconnected. Notice I didn't say they think life is disconnected. Because I think all of us understand the choices we make today will impact tomorrow and will impact the future. But even though we know it, doesn't necessarily mean we do it because a simple or naive person live as though life is disconnected. This idea that, is, that there's no connection between today's choices and tomorrow's experiences. They live as, as if life is disconnected. They might, they might even know it internally. Like you might even ask them, like, hey, do you think that there's a connection between the choices you made yesterday and the outcomes that you're experiencing now? Do you think that the choices you make today are going to impact your future somehow? intuitively, even, even in our own mind and words, we even say, yeah, we understand that. But it doesn't matter how much you understand it. If you don't do something about it, you're a simple person or a foolish person. Even though you might say, yes, I understand my, my life is connected. The point is that they don't or we don't live as it's connected sometimes. Even if we believe it, if we know it's to be true, even if we know I-25 I South is not going to get us to Denver, we still get on it. We're being a foolish person, a simple person. That's be naive, thinking, well, somehow I'll get there eventually. It might take a lot longer, cost a lot more, but eventually. But here's the truth. Whether we're, um, all of us are in the danger of missing at some point. All of us can fall in this category of the fool, of the simple person, of the naive person. All of us. And the moment you think you're not in danger is the moment you're in the most danger because you're unaware to what's really there. And in our lives, a lot of times we can't even see the very things in front of us because we're, we're not aware of it. Other people can see it. Like, man, that was a bad choice. You shouldn't have made that. You know, we're just so – we're caught up with the emotion, what feels good, what, um, what's in front of us, you know, what, what, what's now, the immediate, that we don't even think long-term sometimes. But we're all in danger of missing it at some point. And you might think, no, you know, it's so black and white, right? The prudent see danger and they hide. They see what's coming down the road and they, 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 they take measures to make sure they don't um, encounter something that's really bad. And a simple person keeps going like this person that's just dumb that's going to walk into the middle of this trap and he still keeps going. It's like it's so obvious. How are we like that? Well, all of us are at some point like this. That when, when you eat something, you'll regret. Something gives you heartburn, you fall in the category of the simple. Even though you see it coming, you still eat it. Something that's not healthy for you and you know you shouldn't eat it or too much of it and you still eat it. You fall in that category of being the simple. When you talk yourself out of exercising, you find yourself in that category because you understand, I need to do this for the health of my heart, for my body, right, to, to have longer life. 
When you talk yourself out, you're being the simple because you're ignoring really the outcome that you really don't want. Um, when, you, when there's a preferred future that you have in mind, but something else comes up that's maybe more immediate and you change direction and go that way, you fall in that category. Every time you light up a cigarette, you fall in this category because the immediate is outweighing the future. We fall in that category. When we lie to somebody, we fall in that category because we understand that's not going to lead to anything good, but well, we've got to cover up some things so we're just going to say a lie. We fall into this, the category of, of walking forward. When we spend money we don't have, we are the simple, and we fall into that category. You get what I'm saying? We're all in danger of this. In fact, all of us at some point do this, and we talk ourselves into these things that are really dumb sometimes because we act as if life is not connected, that it, somehow it's disconnected. Like, I'm an exception to the rule. Like, even though I'm doing this, it's really not going to lead to that. And we might even say, well, I have a friend. They, man, they've been doing this path, and it hasn't hurt them at all, which I would add to is, yeah. Eventually, it'll catch up, yeah. Eventually, they will, that person will find the destruction they're walking towards. So are you acting as if today is in no way connected to tomorrow? If you are, you're the simple person that Solomon is warning us about. He's saying, be wise, be the prudent person, understand what's going on. Another translation of this verse says it like this. When you see trouble coming, don't be stupid and walk into it. Be smart and hide. Like I just said, all of us at some points in our week, in our days, we actually choose to be the stupid person and keep walking towards the very thing that we know is not going to lead to Denver, but to Albuquerque. We keep going. Rather, let's do the right thing, get on the right, the right path. So here's the primary difference between the two. It's not that they both that the, um, they both saw what was coming. All right, it talks about that. The, it's not the seeing part. It's how they respond to what they saw. So the difference between a wise person and a foolish person is not that they can see what's coming. It's how they respond to what they see. This week, you're going to have many opportunities to be wise or foolish. The question is, how are you going to respond? Are you going to change course when you see something that's not going to be good for you? Or are you going to keep going? You know, we, we, when we bought a house and we, we, uh, there was one point where we got into a lot of debt. And we kept thinking, well, we're going to get the raise and things are going to work out and just keep borrowing, keep borrowing. And we didn't look far down the road to what the potentials could be. And we had to suffer for it by paying a lot more for things than we should have. You know, if you don't, it, it, things cost more when you do it right, the right way. But it, but it felt good. We want to do it immediately. So are you going to keep going or are you going to act on what you see? The prudent see the future as now. All right. Um, Prudence of the future is now. They understand that every decision they make now is an investment into the future. The, 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 the foolish people don't. They, don't. they don't see how they think tomorrow is always going to be tomorrow. And one day we'll get there. One day I'll do that thing. One day I'll take care of that. One day I'll pay that bill. One day I'll whatever it is. And, and, and the foolish person treats it as it's not connected to today. The wise person man, looks down as far down the road as possible making decisions and then makes the best decision they can make. So if you one, – one of the ways you can – you can ask yourself when you have when you're faced with a decision is if you begin to think about your past experience where those things have led the paths have led you that are not good um you could be able to learn from that uh, when you think of all your your future hopes and dreams um you, you begin to ask yourself what would be the wise thing to do according to these okay I look at my past experience the choice i've made i think about where i'm trying to go what's the wise thing to do in this moment that kind of helps you become a prudent person that says, I'm going to look far down the road as possible to make the best decision as I can. So the, the second week, we, we talked about the voice of, of wisdom and folly calling, calling out. 
We said that wisdom is always calling out. In, in the book of Proverbs, there's three times the, the wisdom calls out to us. The Proverbs talking to us, saying, would you listen? I want to lead you on these paths. I want to guide your, guide your ways. This is what it says in Proverbs 8. It says, listen as wisdom calls out. Here, as understanding raises her voice, on the hilltop along the road, she takes her stand at the crossroads. By the gate at the entrance to the town, on the road leading in, she cries aloud. So we talked about the second week, how she's at the, at the intersection of our lives. When we get to these crossroads and we have a decision, do I go left or do I go right? And wisdom is there saying, I want to help you make the right choice. Let me help you. And wisdom is there to help. In the book of Proverbs, there's almost 100 Proverbs or references towards path or way, like the way we walk, like the ways we walk or the, or the paths we're on, 100 references. I'm going to give you just a, a few of these. We're not going to read through all of them, but just kind of skim them. Proverbs 115, my child, don't go along with them. Stay far away from their paths. Solomon's talking to his son saying, don't go with those that are trying to tempt you, trying to lead you in a bad direction. 2.8, he guards the path of the just and protects those who are fearful, those who are faithful to him. 2.13, these men turn from the right way to walk down dark paths. The man who visits her is doomed. He will never reach the paths of life. 2.19. 2.20, so follow the steps of the good and stay on the paths of the righteous. Proverbs 3.6, it's a great one. Seek him, seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. She'll guide you down the delightful path. All her ways are satisfying. Talking about Lady Wisdom as she leads us. She's going to lead us down this great path. She's going to lead you to Hawaii if that's the destination. It's going to be great. Proverbs 4.11, I'll teach you wisdom's ways and lead you in straight paths. Don't do as the wicked do. Don't follow the paths of evildoers. 4.26, mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. 5.21, for the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining the path he takes. 8.20, I walk in righteousness and paths of justice. People of integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked paths will be exposed. Next one, people who accept discipline are on the path to life, but those who ignore correction and don't want help will go astray. The way of the God leads to life, but the path that path does not lead to death. The way of the God is leading us to this place of life. It's going to be great. And the last one there, foolishness brings joy to those who have no sense. A sensible person stays on the right path. Next one, the path of life leads upward for the wise. They leave the grave behind. There's life. The path of the virtuous leads away from evil. Whoever follows the path is safe. Direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will, they will not leave it. So you get the point, right? There's a lot of verses. This is Proverbs. If you begin to search all the scriptures, all the Bible, you begin to see that over and over and over and over, God is telling us, hey, be careful where you're walking. Be careful of the path you're on, because the, destina- because the direction you're on will determine the destination. So what path are you on today? Where is it leading? And if you don't know, and that's a great indication that you just say, God, I need help because I really don't know where I'm going. I'm a simple person. I'm naive in this sense. I need your help. And the good news is God is always, always helping us because decisions that we make, they will determine our destiny. The decisions and choices you make today will determine your destiny, your destination. So we choose either the path of wisdom or the path of folly. We cannot postpone this decision or avoid it. To choose one is to reject the other and to reject one is to choose the other. So what decisions have you made this week? What decisions do you have to make this week? Today, tomorrow. Wisdom is calling out and so is folly. You know, week two, we begin to talk, to, to talk about the two voices calling to us. And I begin to draw this, this kind of this picture on a piece of paper. And, and it's kind of just a, a little, you'll, you'll see, it's just simple. Can you go to the next one for me? 
At every crossroad, it says wisdom is calling out, and so is folly. Every crossroad, every decision you make, wisdom, God is saying, I want to help you on this path, on this journey. Will you listen to wisdom, or will you listen to folly? Because the path you choose will determine where you end up. And then the next one, there'll, there'll be another intersection. After you make that first choice, you're going to have another choice. Will you listen to wisdom or folly? And the good news is when you choose folly the first time, you can always choose wisdom, and eventually God can lead you back to the right path. Or when you choose the right path one day, maybe you choose another path that's not so wise and you start getting off track. If you play this out, keep going to this next one. You can see over and over after that decision will be another decision, will be another decision. And at every crossroad, wisdom is calling out. God is calling out saying, can I help you? And here's where the destination is for wisdom and folly. The book of Proverbs says, for wisdom, the destination is a feast. Come to my house and eat with me and I'll teach you these good things. Your life is going to be great. And folly is crawling out and saying, hey, man, stolen water tastes good. Come to my house. Come hang out. Let's, let's do some, some damage. Let's, let's, we're going to have fun. We're going we're gonna to steal from people and, and get their money. And, but it says, but, but the, the guests in her closet are all dead. Folly leads to a funeral. Wisdom leads to a feast. So in your life, this week you've made decisions. Where is that path leading you to? Is it leading to a feast in the future or is it leading you to a funeral? Because the truth is, here on earth, choices we make will eventually lead to either heaven or they'll lead to hell. The Bible says we, we make a choice here on earth. And the beauty of God is he gives us free will to choose because he loves us. Love always gives the other person the ability to say no. Otherwise, it wouldn't be love. It'd be something else that we wouldn't want. But because God loves us, he says the choice is yours. But if you listen to me, I'll help you on this journey. Sometimes I, I encounter some of my friends from high school and they ask me just, they begin telling me their stories of where they're at. Um, and they ask me these questions like, man, w- w- there's something different in your life. There's something there. And, I, and sometimes, you know, I don't tell them this, but I, have, I had a secret weapon. Right? Like, like Solomon, I prayed this prayer when I was really young. I said, God, give me wisdom because I, I want to know how to live right. And I had this secret weapon. weapon. Every, every decision that I, that every crossroad that I found myself at, I had this voice that always whispered me and says, hey, take that road. And most of the time, I would listen to that voice, and I would take that road. And I began to realize, wow, like this is actually saving me from a lot of pain. And then there was moments where I didn't take the right, the right road, and I took the wrong road, and then I would have to suffer the consequences. But I would eventually hear the voice again and say, hey, you're off the path. Get back on the path. And I would listen, and I would get back on the path. And through my life, I'm, that, that one kind of looks at me sometimes, you know, go bearing off and then getting back on making right choices, making bad choices. And sometimes our bad choices aren't necessarily even sin that keep us from God. They're just foolish ones that bring a lot of pain to our life. And even those choices, God is saying, I want to help you in that because that's not the best for your life. I want to lead you to a feast. I want to lead you to Hawaii. Why would you want to go? I'm not going to say that other state because if you're listening to South Dakota, I'm sorry. I'm sure it's a great state. Um, that wouldn't be the destination. But whatever destination you think is horrible, you know, in the middle of the desert somewhere, if you want to go to Hawaii but you're on the path to the desert, and get off the path to the desert and get on the path that's going to lead you to the paradise, that's going to lead you to this great place, location, in your marriage, in your family, in your workplace, whatever sphere of your life that you are dealing with decisions. We gave this book. It's a book called, um, to our graduates, it's called uh, Nine Things You Simply Must Do to Succeed in Life and Love. It's a great book. It's Christian psychologist. I, you ever find Henry Cloud? Any any books? I'd pick them up and read them. They're great. One of the one of the principles in this book is called play the movie. 
He says, we, we tend to play the higher light reel of our decisions. Like, for example, say you are contemplating having an affair on your wife, right? Say, say I was contemplating having an affair on my wife, which I'm not. But if I was, he would say, don't just think about the highlight reel of all the, 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 um, the excitement and all the, you know, the, the hiding and all the stuff, that, the adrenaline that comes with it. Play the whole movie. Like, don't stop there, Eric. Like, if you're really, if you're going to have an affair, think of the whole thing. So you sleep with this person, this person, and you, you, you get away for a while. But eventually, what's going to happen? Because secrets always seep, right? They always come out. The truth is always revealed. Eventually, there's going to be a place where I have to tell my wife, hey, I messed up. And then play that conversation. How is that going to go? That's going to be really hard and painful. And then imagine the moment where you have to tell your son, hey, Joaquin, um, your dad really, really made this bad mistake. And then watch his eyes, how they break in his heart. And then imagine 10 years after that when, when he's in the same situation as you and you're having to deal with some of the same stuff or there's resentment. He doesn't want to talk to you. You get what I'm saying? You play the whole movie. Where's the path leading? Don't just play the highlight reel because we tend to play the highlight reel. Like it's not that big of a decision. It's not that big of a deal. It's not affecting anybody. No, it's leading you the wrong way and it is affecting people. And it's affecting your future. And one day you're going to look back and say, how did I miss that? Because your direction will determine your destination. Not your intentions, not your hopes, not what you really want. Your direction. This week, you're on a path. What path are you on? Today, there's a crossroad today happening. You might not even know it. But at the crossroad, God is saying, I'm calling out. Would you follow me? What decisions you're making? Because here's the truth. Character is built on decisions, and bad decisions will create bad character. The good news is character is built on decisions, and good decisions will create good character. And God is trying to help us with our character because that's what's going to last. That's what's going to keep moving on. That's going to help, what's going to help us succeed. There's, there's a, um, a philosopher in the 1600s. His name was, was Blaise Pascal. He was arguing for the existence of God. You might be here today, and you might think, well, you know, I don't even believe any of this. Like, I don't even think there's a God. Well, he made this, this he called it a wager. And I think it applies really good to the, to the principle of the path because what he's saying is when you're on this journey, he said, let, let us assess the two cases. If I make this choice and if I win, I win everything. But if I make this choice and I lose, then I don't really lose anything. He's got this idea that he's saying, okay, so if there is really a God and he's, he's speaking to us and leading us, well, if, it, if what he says is true and we follow him, well, then we win everything. But if there's a God and if there's not a God, but we begin to live a moral, righteous life and we begin to follow his ways, his son's ways, well, at the end of my life, what did I really lose? I didn't miss out on the sexually transmitted diseases. I didn't miss out on all the, the pain that comes with some of the stuff that we put, harm our bodies with. Right? What did I really lose on? And he says that's what you have to, to, to wager, but you must wager. And which offers the best? Which offers the best future? What, what offers the higher reward? And the higher risk. Philosopher is just saying, so I, he says, so I would wager that there is a God because the alternative is nothing. And if you lose, you lose everything. See, John, in John 14, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's about to die on the cross, give his life for us, okay? So we can have a way back to God. And he's telling his disciples, I'm going away. And he says this, he says, but don't let your hearts be troubled. So he just told me he's going to die a really horrible death. And he says, but don't worry about it. No, don't be troubled. Um, Trust in God and trust also in me. There, there is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you. So you will always be with me where I am. 
and you know the way to where I'm going. To which they responded like we probably would have, like, no, we don't know, Lord. Thomas says this. No, God, we don't, Jesus, we don't know what you're talking about. You're telling us you're going to die. We should be happy about this, but our hearts really are troubled and we're really upset. We don't know what you're talking about. We don't know the way there. We have no idea where you're going. So how can we know the way? And this is Jesus' response. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. What was Jesus saying? I am the path. We're on this path. The path that leads to life, his name is Jesus. Over and over, as we will go through the book of Proverbs, Proverbs is pointing back to God because who is wisdom? God is wisdom. In, 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 in uh, the New Testament, Paul even says, Jesus is the wisdom played out. So if you don't know what wisdom looks like, it's the life of Jesus. You know what wisdom is? It's Jesus in action. You want a physical form of that? His name is Jesus. And he's saying, I am this path. If you'll follow my, my lead, if you'll follow this way, man, you'll succeed. And in fact, before we were called Christians, you know what they called us? People of the way. Because there was a, a specific way people lived that it was so obvious, like, wow, those people live such an intentional way that they're distinct from everybody else. And they just called them people of the way, people of Jesus, people of his way. And then eventually the name became Christian, which is Christ-like, or somebody that wants to be like Christ, a Christ follower, because they live such an intentional way. See, in one of Jesus' stories, he says, there's, there's this big, big road that a lot of people get on because it's easy. And a lot of people are going that way, but it leads to destruction. And then there's another road. It's a small road. It's a narrow gate. And the people that go that way, it's a hard road but they actually find life. And what he's saying is choose the narrow way, choose his way, choose God's way. He's the path for us to go. So here's our challenge for you today, is look as far down the road as possible when making decisions. And we would pray that you'd become a Christ follower and you'd begin to follow his way. But even if you're not a Christian, this is still wisdom for you. If you haven't made that choice yet, just look as far down the road as possible. Play the whole movie, but look down the road when you make your decisions And then listen for the voice of God, the voice of wisdom that says, hey, take this way. And then take a step in the direction of of wisdom at each crossroad. So this week, every decision you make, would you pause and just say, God, what's the right way to take? This decision, I'm about to borrow this amount of money. Where is this going to lead in the future? Can I afford this? Man, I shouldn't borrow it then. And I'm about to marry this person. You know, I know they have all this stuff with them. and, And I think we can overlook that. But look far down the road. Maybe they're not the person to marry. Look far, far down the road and begin to make decisions that will help you. And then take this step, step in the direction of wisdom so you can have a feast when God calls us. So if you're here today, here's, here's the thing. Um, our church is all about connecting people to God. Like we know that we're on these paths. And I get those phone calls every week saying, hey, I'm lost. I don't know how I got here. I intended to be over there, but I'm here. Some of you are here today that, that have had that same experience. You were intending to be way over there, but you find yourself in a place that you don't like. Our heart as a church to say, hey, let us help you get back on that path. And the start is always to acknowledge that we're lost, always to acknowledge that we need God's help to get to the place that we really want to be. Revelation says it like this. Jesus is calling to us, and he says this in Revelations. Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person, and they with me. Hear the invitation for the feast? Man, come and eat with me. It's going to be some good food. Here I stand at the door and knock. The God of the universe, the God that created everything, 
He sent his son to die, and he's saying he stands today in our lives, the door of our heart, the door of our mind, wherever it is that you're, you're imagining God just knocking and saying, hey, can you hear me knocking? He's not kicking in the door. He's not forcing himself in. He's just knocking. And today he's knocking on your life, and he's saying, if you will let me in, I'll begin to guide you on these paths that lead to life. Would you let me in? Today we want to give you an opportunity. If you're here today, maybe you're lost. Maybe you're in that place where you just don't, you don't like where you're at. Well, God says if we will confess our sins, the Bible calls it repentance. It means to turn away. Like we're going in the wrong direction and we realize this is not a good destination I'm heading towards. Repentance is just saying, God, I'm going to turn back to your way. I'm going to turn away from these things and begin to follow your lead. He said, the Bible says when we confess that we are lost and we are sinners, that he comes and forgives us. And he gets us on this path that's going to say, I'm going to lead you in a different direction. So if you're here today, and you say, I need to pray that. I need to do something in my life. I need to get on the right path. I want to lead you in a prayer from your seat. Would you just raise your hand? Actually, would you close your eyes, all of you guys? I'll give some privacy to those people that are here that maybe want to make that decision. And you're here, and you say, I'm on the wrong path, and I need help. If you're here, would you raise your hand? I'm not going to call you to the front. I'm just going to lead you. A lot of hands. I see your hands. Hands shooting up. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's a heart saying, God, I need you. God, I need your help. The Bible says when we confess that, God responds in a loving way saying, I forgive you. Now let's get things right. Let's begin to move in the right direction. Anybody else? You didn't raise your hand, but you know you, you, you need to. Awesome. All right, for you to raise your hand, would you pray this prayer with me? A simple prayer, just inviting relationship with God, saying, God, forgive me. God, help me. God, lead me. So if you raise your hand, pray this prayer. If you're, if you're a part of our church, let's not let them pray alone. Let's pray with them. Say, Father God, today I acknowledge that I am lost, that I've sinned, that I've gotten off the path. Help me. I know that you died on that cross for me. I know that you're alive today and that you're calling for me. So I respond. Lead me. Be my guide. Be my God. I choose you today. I say yes. In Jesus' name I pray.